Welcome to the ATG Podcast. I'm Julie Davies, your host, and every week I will be sharing with you love, hope, and faith to bring comfort and healing to those who are suffering. In season one, we're going to be talking all about marriage, and in our Marriage Matters series, we will offer you connection, community, and comfort. We will teach you biblical principles of marriage, offer insights, wisdom, practical tools, and we'll also be interviewing some amazing guests that I'm so excited for you to hear from their powerful stories that will bring inspiration from their own marriages. So I pray that you would be blessed by this podcast and that it would draw you closer to Jesus. Last week on the ATG podcast in our Marriage Matters series, we heard from Gerard and Jeannie Long again as they continued um, teaching us ways to triumph in marriage. And they talked about um, how love's secret to transform marriage. And it was so powerful to hear more of their story and especially how they taught more biblical principles and about God's love and how his light shines in the darkness. And they shared from their powerful personal story of a season of darkness. And when Jeannie was in complete darkness and Gerard continued to love her and to be faithful and committed to their marriage vows and committed to Jeannie and to continue to love her even when she wasn't loving him back. And how when his love ran out, that he relied on God's love and that it was that love that transformed Jeannie and set her free from the darkness and shined the light um, to bring her out of that season. And so I encourage you all to go listen to that episode to hear more from them. And then also wanted to let everyone know uh, I am excited to share that we have a new ATG prayer line and um, it's 24-7 prayer that we offer. If you are in need of just comfort or care or in a crisis situation, or if you just want to help praying for someone else in your life, um, we have a prayer team that is ready and waiting to pray for for you and just connect you with the love of Jesus and any helpful resources. And that number is 1-844-431-HOPE. It's 1-844-431-HOPE. Four six seven three. Um, I'll share it at the end again, and then I'll put it in the notes. But just know it's twenty four seven. We have that as a new resource, and again, um, it's faith based, compassionate, confidential prayer uh, for any of you that are in need of prayer. It's for all denominations, all generations across the nation. So we're excited to share with you about that. And then uh, this week, I am excited to introduce you to our next um, couple that I'm going to be interviewing. And um, they are actually my friends. Mary Lee and Connor Carter are here with me. And I cannot wait for all of you to hear their powerful love story and just the way that God prepared them and led them together and brought them into um, marriage and just the way that they dated. And also, I want to say, side note, I'm so excited that I got to walk in some of that journey, especially with Mary Lee. And I also um, got to be there on their wedding day. And just, it's just so like such a gift for me to be with them here today. So anyways, I want to introduce and welcome um, Mary Lee and Connor Carter. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you guys. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. It's such an honor. Yeah. And you, um, so... Again, you guys, I love that you can talk to this next generation in a way I can't. You can talk about dating, what it's like to date now um, uh, in this day and age. And like you dated in this season. Um, I don't even know. Are you guys, what are you guys doing? Jen, what are, Jen, why Gen Z? 
I, I think, think we're like in the middle, in the middle between of like millennials Gen Z and millennials. Yeah. Yeah. There is another, isn't like there Gen another Y or something. Well, you know what? I was reading recently, maybe I'm wrong, but I hear Gen Y is, is another name for millennial. Is okay. that correct? Interesting. It maybe. might be. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm going to say that I'm a millennial. I don't want to say that I'm a millennial. I don't know if we're old enough to be millennials. We're like one or two years off, maybe. Okay. Yeah, so we might be Gen Z. More Gen Z. Okay. And we're like 96, 97. Well, either way, no matter which category, I even forget which one I'm in. So I think I, I think I'm millennial. I'm nineteen eighty one. I think I'm the very beginning. Yeah. How sad. I don't even know. I get them all confused. With how much everyone looks down upon Gen Z. Like nowadays I'm like no, I wanna be a millennial. You know, it's like No, everyone has jokes about the different ones. So no, um, but I think what we're talking about is so important. You guys can speak in it in a way that Mark and I couldn't, Gerard and Jeannie can't. And um, you guys have been married how long now? Just over a year and two months. So we got yes. married last May. That's right. Yeah. So happy first anniversary yes. back in May. Yes. Um, so yeah. So let's, um, that's so exciting. I mean, just, yeah, newlyweds. I still consider you newlyweds, right? Yeah. That's yeah. like, I, I think, say. I think the first. First few We years. still feel, yeah. <laughs> We definitely, yeah, say that we're newlyweds. Yeah, we're I mean, I would consider you newlyweds, here. but I just wasn't yeah. sure. Again, I don't know the when, when, the, when, how many years. Is yeah, like, exactly. I feel like well, I was in a group years ago, young marrieds group, and it was like 10 years and younger. We were like the young oh. marrieds. Like, I mean, that okay. had been like married. I don't know. They, yeah, uh, less years than um, the veterans, but um, <laughs> it's all relative. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you guys, so just to kind of start at the beginning of your dating journey, but also even before that, how God prepared you individually each for each other and mm-hmm. what dating looked like before each other and, you know, even before your relationship with Jesus. So mm-hmm. who wants to start? Me to start. Yeah, so before knowing Jesus, it was pretty similar to just what dating is like in the world, you know, finding fulfillment in the opposite sex or even in just anything. You know, you try to find fulfillment in things that are lacking. For me specifically, it was I just wanted, um, I was walking wounded with childhood trauma. And yeah, before knowing Jesus, a lot of dating was just self-seeking, self-pleasure, just wanted anyone to affirm me. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just your typical daily dating today. Um, that was before I knew Jesus. And then meeting Jesus, it was finding fulfillment in Him and becoming content. And that took a lot of time. It wasn't just like an immediate thing. It took years to get to a place where I knew that God was everything to me and that he fulfilled all the parts of me that I really wanted in a male. He fulfilled all those things. And so that's kind of, and of course, I mean, there's some places that were still in need of healing and still are being unfolded, but I would say that was how it was for me. What about you, Connor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say free like truly becoming a follower of Jesus, the way that I dated was very similar to the way we see in culture today and how we see people date in our culture today. And um, similar to Mary Lee, I think I definitely struggled with 
my identity for a long time. And uh, whether it was finding my identity in sports or the friend group that I was around or popularity Mm -hmm. or even the girl that I was dating, um, I was just searching for my identity and not finding it and um, Mm -hmm. not realizing that it would only come from God and, and being a son to God. And, um, and so, yeah, I would say the way that I dated, uh, I didn't respect a woman whatsoever, um, at all. And, um, definitely a lot of my previous relationships had sexual sin struggles and everything like that. And, um, and did not value, I think just Christian beliefs, Christian morals Mm -hmm. in regards to dating another, a woman. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I would say I would, just was consumed with culture really um and following and trying to run after things that weren't eternal at all mm-hmm. uh, and um i would say yeah that was like pre really following jesus mm-hmm. uh really like pursuing jesus and and dating um in a way that, that honored jesus mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's um and uh how did like so then you guys both, it sounds like you went on a journey you, with mm-hmm. Jesus. It yeah. sounds like there might've been like a lot of just getting real with him and mm-hmm. surrender and all of that came mm-hmm. before you guys met. Right. Was it Absolutely. before you guys met? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, personally, I made a vow to God that I was not going to be with anybody um, until he made it incredibly clear to me. Um, not because I was like fearful of marriage or dating, but because I really enjoyed life with Jesus, and I thought that becoming married would maybe steal away from that, which in reality, it actually enhances that. Um, But at the time, this is like while I was in college, I had um, probably been with Jesus for like two years and had been single for about a year. And it came to a point where personally, I had felt the Lord calling me to fast and pray for my future husband. This is like months before meeting Connor. And I had zero idea what was to come. I thought that God was going to have me on like a hiatus for like five, 10 years and that I was going to be overseas and that I was going to like live with orphans and just be radical for Jesus. You know, you have all these thoughts and these dreams of the Lord. Um, But yeah, he sent me in a season of fasting and praying for my husband, um, really the summer that we met, Mm -hmm. which was crazy. And I didn't really even recognize that Connor was my husband until we had that conversation Mm -hmm. together when the Lord revealed it to both of us. And so, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I would say it was similar for me for sure. Uh, I think both of us had gotten out of like long-term relationships Mm -hmm. like a year prior to, to meeting one another. Mm -hmm. Um, and after that relationship, I just knew that I could, yeah, could not continue to live and date the way that I was in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Jesus took me into really, truly a season of healing, um, mm-hmm. like emotional, spiritual, uh, wounds and bonds and, and, uh, took me through healing of, of past trauma and everything mm-hmm. like that as well. And, um, just really had me pursuing relationship with him, like wholeheartedly and, and being involved in my community, being involved in a local church. Like I was like, not looking for another woman, uh, in that time whatsoever. Um, and it was funny because we were both kind of in a season like that right? and we were like, I don't want to date for a very long time. Right. I do not want anyone like to come around. Don't be I just close wanna, to me. Yeah, yeah, just want to be me and God right. for like a long time. And my friends. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, in our friend group because mm-hmm. we have like really close. Like I have a really really close guy group of friends, and she had a really close mm-hmm. girl group of friends, and so our community was like really tight, and mm-hmm. we were just like 
we were all single men just like doing life together, working <laughs> together, hanging out, doing church, involved in the youth. Um, just really like, yeah, mm-hmm. just a close group of guys. And we were like, all right, we're not looking for any women. <laughs> we just got us. We're all living together. We're all just spending time together. Um, and then summer of 2020, <laughs> she comes oh, yes. walking through the door of my coffee shop and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, and that was the, yeah, that was the first day that we officially met. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love that. <laughs> I love, um, well, I love that it, a lot of times it happens when you stop, like you're not looking, you're not pursuing and you are just focused on your relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I also love that you both shared, um, you know, just that beautiful journey of all that God did, but the hard work of it, of like how you're sharing, like how your relationships look different before Jesus. And, you know, it sounds like there was a lot of pain and Mm -hmm. heartache and stuff you had to work through and healing in that. Mm -hmm. But then I love that we're going into how you guys did it and are are doing it differently. Mm -hmm. But like the key thing is your love and relationship for Jesus. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's what changed and transformed your heart and your relationships, you know, and then to do, but you did, you both did the work you needed to, to be ready. Right. to become the man and woman, you know, for mm-hmm. when it was time to meet. So let's go into that because this is so fun and I mm-hmm. love your story. And I always learn something new, but so you guys meet that day and then how, right. what, what's God do next? So to be completely transparent, we met for the first time in the coffee shop yes. um, yeah. that I had been in several times before, but had never crossed paths with Connor, which was incredibly odd because there's so many times we were in the same room, yeah, we but we, we did not talk to each other, even though our friends were, they knew each other. It was just and, really yeah. crazy. And she went to a college ministry with like all my guy best friends. Mm-hmm. And so like all of them were already friends, but I was right. up at school in Virginia. Uh, yeah. Or just not living in Atlanta. Right. And so... Um, it was so weird that they were all connected, but then me and Mary Lee had never crossed paths like whatsoever. Although I did know of who Connor was because of course his guy friends would, you know, talk about the guys. And so I knew who Connor was. I don't think Mm -hmm. he knew who I was, but um, I actually followed him on Instagram (laughs) one day because I thought, Oh, that's Connor. Like that's, he's like practically my friend. And um, just because I'd heard so much about him and I was like, Oh, he's like, one of the guys we see them all the time um and so that was kind of like our first like oh we're not friends but maybe we're friends but our first time meeting face to face was in that coffee shop very shortly after like it was very quick um which that was even crazy I just went there to get coffee with my friends and you happened to be working and um we were very excited to see each other to meet each other for the first time and, and yeah and that was awesome um and then, honestly, it was crazy. We just all started hanging out as a group. Our friend groups kind of merged because, like Connor said, I was really close with his guy friends. So were my girlfriends. And so, yeah, we just started hanging out in groups a lot. And it was the summertime. So, of course, we're, like, going to play spike ball and playing Showing on the, the sc- slack line <laughs> and, like, all kind of stuff. And, um, like, having worship nights and praying together in a group and – yeah, it just kind of was normal. We just pursued friendship with each other mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. And what was cool was like, 
at that time, our group of guys was like praying for a group of girls that would like, that like had the same heart, had the same passions, like had the same. Not romantically, but just as friends. (laughs) Yeah. As friends, like to do community together, you know? Yeah. And, and you, I know you said y'all had been praying for that as well. Yeah. We, we had a group of guy friends that we wanted them to have guy friends, if that makes sense. Like we just wanted to expand because we had, we did have a close um, group of friends, but. So I love that, that again, you're already showing like how you started out differently than -hmm. you did in the past, just in community. Right. Like, and in friendship, it sounds like Mm -hmm. that's what, how it started or just getting to know each other in group settings, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is such a beautiful, Mm -hmm. healthy way, you know, to do it. Yeah. There was no hiding. And I think that was really good for both of us because we didn't really have an agenda with each other when we met. I mean, it was not like, oh, I'm interested in this person. I'm going to pursue this person. It was more so like, oh, this is my brother Connor. and mm-hmm. This is my sister Mary Lee. Like, this was just normal. Um, which, yeah, it was very different from the past because you meet someone, you find them interesting and it's either all the way or nothing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then that usually ends in failure because an unhealthy two – or an unhealthy one does not make a healthy two. If you're both unhealthy, yeah. you know, what is that? What good is that going to do? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, yeah, that was strictly our relationship for mm-hmm. the good first bit of it. it was just friendship really. Um, mm-hmm. And like, even when we like felt like a connection towards one another and saw, I think something in one right. another that like, whether, yeah, just desire to have a future with that person. What it looked like was just walking in, fr- like we called it walking in friendship. <laughs> we didn't even call it dating. <laughs> yeah, we didn't call it dating, but that's truly, what our, we got made fun of oh by gosh. our group of friends, of course, but that's really what it was, was like, we were just friends and right. we were in that season of friendship, getting to know one another, not romantic in any way whatsoever, mm-hmm. and, and mostly hanging out in settings with that community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, it was so different than any other way that we've dated in the mm-hmm. past, you know? And we, we, we weren't even dating at that time, but it was just so different than any way that we had relationship with the right. opposite sex, I feel like. Which honestly, all credit to God, because we had, like we were saying earlier, you know, we had zero desire to have any romantic relationship with anybody. And so the fact that God was organically drawing our friends together and then mm-hmm. us together and bringing us up in prayer, bringing us like calling us to fast and and pray for each other those those type of things it was it was those things like the words from god that led to i guess like the romantic feelings or the pursuit yeah the pursuit yeah. um yeah. and then i mean connor you have a lot to speak on the pursuit because you were really obedient and waiting yeah and when like as we were continuing to hang out in this group setting i think it was obvious that we had began to have feelings for one another Mm -hmm. and we're just feeling like very connected. Like I just loved everything about Mary Lee, loved her heart, um, what drove her, her passions. Um, And like, I feel like we were connected in in a way, like our dreams were very similar. Mm -hmm. The things that we wanted to pursue, felt Mm -hmm. called to were super, super similar. Um, And so in that, in that time I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> oh, our our group of friends is so close. Like, I don't want to do anything that would break them apart, you know, right. because like, I know my guy friends value these girls so much and I value these girls so much. And 
Um, and so it just was a lot, like literally so much prayer, just being like, God, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that prayer, I just continued to feel so like kindred to Mary Lee and, mm-hmm. and, um, and really called to pursue a relationship with her. But it was like months down the road that I finally felt affirmation to ask her on her first date from mm-hmm. God. Um, well, it was one yeah. month. Yeah, it was later that month. Yeah. Yeah, a month down the road. I guess. Oh, 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 yeah. That you felt like that finally, finally, like, and mm -hmm. like you were ready to like, kind of, because I know, like, for you guys, your heart was like, we're not dating unless we're it's to it's for marriage, like Mm -hmm. you know, to purpose of you know Mm -hmm. feeling like okay, we're ready to court and get ready for. I mean, marriage is that, or I mean, tell me through that process of. I know you guys both kind of came to that at the same time. Yeah. So. We meet in June, and then later that month, Connor, I mean, you had been praying and asking God to affirm if you were supposed to ask me out on a date, which looked like asking God to reveal to other people, to affirm to other people that this was from the Lord, that it wasn't just something that, you know, is out of feeling or like, oh, I'm interested, let's just see how it goes, but more so like, oh, I really genuinely feel like God's calling me to this. And so Connor asked me out on a date, it was like June 27th, we went on a date, and the night that he asked me, um, I went home to my girlfriends and I was like, God, and we were all living together. I was like, guys, Connor asked me out on a date. I'm not surprised. God had been waking me up in the middle of the night for a couple weeks after meeting him, having me pray for this guy. I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. Lord, get me away from him, but also do not get me away from him. Um, and so my friends spent a lot of time praying over me and prophesying over me. And it is amazing to say that a lot of those things have come to pass. We've seen the fruition of those things. We've seen the Lord in them. Um, but yeah, after our first date, intentions were incredibly clear. It was not like we are dating just to see if this will work. It was, I have heard from the Lord, I want to pursue you and I want to take the next step as the Lord wills. And so I think what's marked us in that dating season was submission, um, which we both encouraged each other to do, which was probably the best part. It wasn't like one person was like, oh, you need to love Jesus. And the other person was like, nah, let's do this or see something else. But we were both equally desiring submitting submission to the Lord. I think that led to clarity in both of us. What else would you add to that? Yeah. um, I would just say, yeah, in that process, uh, yeah, it was truly about that friendship piece in in the beginning and Mm -hmm. um, up until that point. And then, um, yeah, honestly, submission was huge, but also just like, realizing that we weren't going to find identity in that person like we mm-hmm. did in the past and um and truly knowing that yeah in that period of time in that dating process whatever um to just look at at her as like a sister and and to only allow her to look at me as a brother um and truly not take ownership of that person in any way mm-hmm. whatsoever and know that that we are just like continually trying to build each other up, trying to edify each other, no matter what the circumstances were, no matter what we were mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I know you've already shared so many ways you did it differently than you had in the past mm-hmm. with your guys' dating relationship. But then it, uh, you've shared like ways you've done it where it looked different than mm-hmm. the world. Like that, you know, again, that we're called to be 
in the world, but not of the world. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that your dating looked different and set apart, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you share that you guys did it in community and you started in friendship. What, I mean, what are some other things practically you feel like mm-hmm. you guys did differently in dating than, than the world says to do? So we were incredibly open with each other, with our intentions. We were very clear about what we believed for ourselves and what and who and who we were. And um, nothing was hidden. I think we were incredibly vulnerable about our pasts, making sure that we were vulnerable in community also and not just um, secluding ourselves and becoming vulnerable, um, but making sure we were vulnerable in community and then also boundaries and dating was a big thing for us um, because it's a good, it's a holy thing to desire someone. It's just what you do with that desire and how you handle that desire that can lead to sin. And if you selfishly seek that desire and take it upon yourself, um, then it can end really poorly. And so we set up boundaries and if we got close to the boundary, we would set up more boundaries and like nobody's perfect, but boundaries definitely do help you um, to be accountable. And then also inviting your community into that is incredibly important. Um, I think that we would have probably felt miserably if we had not allowed our guys and gals to at least know like, hey, this is our boundary or this is where I've failed or hey, can you pray for me because we're getting close to this boundary line. And, And that requires honestly a lot of healing to come to your heart too because There's a lot of shame that can be connected to that, which we had to both work through from our past. And so, I mean, it's all a healing journey for sure. But that's what I would say is just the vulnerability aspect, not hiding anything from each other because God uniquely designed us and we should be content in who we are and not putting on a mask in hopes that someone would approve us, but just... um, knowing who we are internally and then also boundaries and prayer. Yeah, boundaries were one of the biggest things, I think. And because we had struggled in the past, like that was mm-hmm. one of our big values is wanting to set healthy boundaries and honestly over the top boundaries so right. that like we would not make those same mistakes again. Mm-hmm. Um because mm-hmm. yeah, we had we had struggled with sexual sin in the past and had to receive healing for those things. Mm-hmm. And we we just I we believe that boundaries are a way to honor and respect one another mm-hmm. um, in any sort of relationship that you're in, mm-hmm. especially a dating relationship. And so not allowing yourself to have that connection before you get married is, is huge, mm-hmm. that emotional, spiritual, and sexual connection with another person. Um, and so we we wanted to emphasize that um, very strongly, I would say. And, and like she said, like when we would get closer to a point we were like, okay, we need to set more boundaries mm-hmm. and, and continue on that path. And then mm-hmm. um, vulnerability and honesty with one another in our community mm-hmm. was huge. And then accountability with our community. Mm-hmm. That was one of the, that was such a healthy thing for us to have. And I feel like such a tremendous help in our relationship, mm-hmm. just being able to be real with the people that right. were around us and allow them to know and have a look into our relationship, you mm-hmm. know? And, and it was different so different than the way that we dated in the past because mm-hmm. they had a real look into what was going on. Mm-hmm. They were able to pray for us right. individually and together and, and hold us to a higher standard. Right. And I feel like that was huge mm-hmm. um, that our community was led into where we were at and what, what was going on. And, um, and they were praying for us in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really big. Just the fact that they were committed to praying for us. Yeah. Um, 
because there would be so many times where we would hit like a milestone. Like, I mean, we could share about Colorado. We we took a trip to Colorado while we were still walking in friendship. And it was, you know, some of my girlfriends, some of his guy friends, they met us out there in Colorado. We were just on a weekend or a week um, like hike. And Connor had felt like God said, you know, reveal your intentions to her that you want to pursue her for marriage. And we've been on a couple dates and, you know, it was not a shock to me. I actually had a dream the night before he talked to me about it where we got married. And I was like, Lord, I know it's like he's the one, you know, I I hear you and I see you and I, I, you know, you can encounter God's presence through someone. And um, that next day he did, we sat in the field and he told me, how he felt about me and that he wanted to pursue me for marriage. And it was not a shock. I was very confident that that was what I was here and do. And immediately after, our friends literally in the middle of the Colorado mountains just have a prayer meeting with us. And we have our tent set up and they spend a couple hours praying over us and prophesying over us and committed to doing that, a whole entire engagement still into marriage i mean we're still committing to praying for each other and um letting each other into what's going on and being vulnerable and so um yeah i love that i mean just it's so beautiful all the different pieces of mm-hmm. how god was working orchestrating all that but just again the beauty of one well the power of prayer mm-hmm. i mean the power of prayer Absolutely. but not only praying for each other and with each other but bringing in people, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just like we're not supposed to do this life alone. We're not supposed to do this Christian walk alone. Mm-hmm. And we're not able to do relationships and marriage alone, too. So I love that you guys invited your whole community, of the, your guy group, your girl group, like your friends, um, all into the whole process of like praying and interceding and like speaking words and over you guys, but also the helping you with the boundaries and accountability. I mean, mm-hmm. all of it, like all the tough stuff of like the reality mm-hmm. of like, those challenges and temptations, you know, because I was remembering, you know, when we were talking about earlier, just some of your guys's past that was transformative to getting Mm -hmm. you together. Um, you know, just from like song of Solomon, which Mm -hmm. I know, you know, we've talked about before of just that passage where it says, you know, do not awake love before Mm -hmm. it's ready. And you guys have seen what happens when you do that and the heartache and the pain and the mistakes. And then, you know, not wanting to go into that in marriage with, that guilt and shame and different stuff, but then how you guys were able to, um, uh, you know, have that protection with the accountability and the prayer and the community so that you didn't make those same mm-hmm. mistakes so that you didn't awake love because it is easy to do that when you're falling in love and you're Absolutely. desiring. And when you feel like this is from God, I'm supposed to marry this girl. Right. I'm madly in love with this person. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for your body to be like, okay, let's We're just go, let's right. just go for yeah. it. You know, I mean, that's what the world says. Like they, it's, it's no big deal. Sex is no big deal. It's casual, mm-hmm. whatever. It's the first thing people do in dating. And that's not right. what the Bible says. That's not what God says. So like, it's beautiful to see all of this, how you guys, you know, we're doing dating and courting, mm-hmm. leading up to marriage God's way with that, you know, mm-hmm. within that. But the prayer is so key too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Anything, yeah, you would say add to that? Yeah, I think that something that I've been reflecting on just from our, you know, dating relationship, engagement, and now into marriage is that, like, not only did we have our community, but we also had 
a large amount of older couples, like wiser couples that were also surrounding us. And so, I mean, we're talking a lot about our community as in like, oh, like people our age, like people we have done life with for so long. But then there were also um, people that had gone before us, people that had been married for 20 years, 10 years, five years that were also speaking into us. And that is by God's grace that we were able to engage with those couples because there are times today that we'll have to look back to the things that were spoken over us from the older and wiser couples. Yes, of course, our community, you know, those things mark us, but the people that committed to loving us and to pouring into us and telling us, you know, this is like telling us what is actually real in marriage, you know, that real face of marriage that it's not always so happy and spiritual like it's it it can be incredibly hard and difficult and at the same time very fruitful and um if you can engage the pain and, and engage with god in that place and so i would also add that it was people like you and mark y'all Y'all were part of my healing journey before I, I mean, a couple years before I had met Connor. Y'all mm. were part of my healing journey. And we have mm. got older and wiser couples, I mean, that are around Connor that were pouring into him and that were leading him. And so when we say that we had affirmation from our community, it's it's our friends and the people we did life with, but it was also so, from people that we had looked up to for years or our mentors that were also, um, you know, like spiritual fathers and mothers to us. And so that I think was also important. And then if you don't have that, you know, don't fret, don't be like, Oh my gosh, I don't have the best community ever. I don't have spiritual parents supporting me. It doesn't have to be that way. This is just the way God needed to reveal himself to us for us to recognize him and then submit to him. This was just our unique story. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. Anything, Connor, you'd add on that part? Yeah, I mean, it was just such a, because that began to happen as we were dating and then into engagement and now into marriage. And Mm -hmm. um, just these older couples, like truly taking the time out of their day to just love on us and pour into us was the biggest blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to, just to receive that wisdom that they had from them and to to walk through life with them to to be able to come to them with our struggles and the things that we were dealing with and our our fears going into marriage it was just it was so so incredibly like humbling and honestly the biggest blessing in the world to have um these people that were around us that were committed Mm -hmm. to praying for us and and just walking through life with Mm us and um and yeah just it's so valuable to have people that are much wiser in their faith and, and, and in marriage to, yeah. to be able to ask those questions too, and to, to be able to sit with like a man that's been married for 30 years, and just ask him, you know, how he's done it and what he does when he faces these challenges and mm-hmm. everything like that, whether it be in seasons of dating or now in the marriage. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just incredibly helpful to have those people around you that are going to take the time to just sit with you and, mm-hmm. and, and listen to you really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow, I'm just so encouraged and inspired by hearing Mary Lee and Connor Carter's story and just so grateful for them coming on the podcast and uh, just sharing a different way of doing dating right now, doing it God's way. And I think that they are just such an inspiration to this next generation, um, teaching so many biblical views 
of dating in preparation for marriage that is so helpful. And um, more importantly, I think it's, it's powerful how they shared the importance of community, the importance of uh, having people come around you and pray for you and intercede with you and walk with you in every step in singleness and in dating and engagement and in marriage. And again, just a reminder that we were never meant to do this life on our own. We were never meant to do the Christian walk on our own. We were never meant um, to do marriage alone or have um, families alone. Like we were meant to be in community. We were meant to do life, not just with our peers, but with um, different generations. So I think it was just powerful how they shared just the importance of, um, you know, reaching out to those that were older and wiser and people that had been married longer, people that have gone through hard things, people that have wanted to give up on marriage and how they, how um, how just their foundation, their biblical foundation and the word of God and um, Jesus's love for them kept them going and how um, they sought people to um, give them counsel and just teach them, you know, how to prepare. And uh, again, I, I love that they, um, they had so many people that were um, pouring into them and that was such a gift um, to have their, their friend community and to have um, just mentors and spiritual mentors and people uh, discipling them and sitting down with them and um, preparing them for the reality of marriage, that marriage is hard, but it's such a beautiful gift from God. And when you put the hard work in and and you learn these things uh, early on, it's so helpful that when the storms of life come, when the unpredictable and the uncertainty of marriage come, that you already have laid the groundwork. You've um, been ready and prepared for that. And I think, um, I think that's so important because of the exciting new adventure that God has called Mary Lee and Connor on in their marriage. He has, he is calling them over, um, to the mission field in the middle East. They both have beautiful stories of how God has put that on their heart way before they even met each other. And I, I'm, I'm hoping to have them be able to share more of that adventure, um, on, uh, one of our Instagram lives. And I'm hoping to share more of that. And just, um, for those of you listening, you can connect with, um, Mary Lee and Connor Carter on Instagram and hear more about that, but I'm excited. They're going to be helping run a coffee shop, um, it's, it's called Homestead Coffee, I believe, um, and that you can check them out on Instagram as well. But um, uh, it's going to be awesome and amazing. And so, um, again, it's just beautiful uh, how God brought them together and how um, just their story and what he's doing now um, in preparing them in their marriage to go out um, and live the great commission that we're all called to live. And so I want to just end with that, um, one of my favorite favorite scriptures, um, obviously is the great commission, um, that Jesus is, is, um, reminding us and telling us, um, and showing us, um, of what we're called to do all of us. And, um, and that's in Matthew 28, 16 through 20 says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. 
And so I encourage you, you know, um, all just to remember that whatever season of life you're on, wherever you're at, um, that we're all called, whether it's in our neighborhoods, in our homes, in our workplace, in our schools, in our churches, to go out and to live the Great Commission. Um, it doesn't have to be going overseas or um, to another country, but right where we are, um, Jesus meets us right, right where we are, and He wants to invite us in into the greatest adventure to go out and make disciples. And so, um, so yeah, I hope, um, that was helpful and encouraging. I know it was for me. I know this is, I know their story is going to bless so many people. Um, and, um, so I encourage you to, to go and share, um, this podcast with everyone, you know, and, um, I'm excited to say that, uh, we are now streaming on Google, Apple, and Amazon, So spread the word and let people know and um, let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear, what topics would be helpful. Um, And we'd love to hear from you. And uh, I'm excited for next week as we continue the Marriage Matters series. Gerard and Jeannie Long will be back with us and they're going to continue to teach us more biblical foundations and principles to continue to help us to triumph in marriage, to have more tools and wisdom and insight on on how to practically walk that out. And they're specifically going to be talking about the unseen enemy in marriage. So that's going to be a good one. You're going to want to check that out and go listen. Um, And uh, lastly, just a reminder again that I'm excited that we have a new ATG prayer line. It's 24-7 confidential prayer by amazing um, trained crisis prayer prayer team. And again, that number is 1-844-431-HOPE. Again, 1-844-431-4673. So I just want to encourage you that resource is there available anytime that you need prayer. You just need to be encouraged and reminded of the truth or you need help praying for someone else in your life or just need some comfort and care from some compassionate prayer um, people. We'd love, we'd love to um, have you reach out to us through that prayer number. So, all right, that's it. Um, We will, yeah, we will um, hopefully have you uh, tune in next week. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ATG podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. And remember, you can always find more helpful resources at our website, awakeningtogod.org. We'd also love to invite you to our Marriage Matters Zoom group, which goes even deeper, offering more connection, community, and comfort. You can email me for more details and the link to the group at julie at awakeningtogod.org. And as always, I am so grateful for you listening to this podcast, and I hope you have a blessed day.